Hi, I'm Gemma Montgomery and welcome to the Excel with Ease business podcast, bringing together service-based business owners in the aesthetic, medical health and wellness sector. Here, we discuss different topics to help you grow a thriving business with ease, supporting your ultimate life vision. Hi there, welcome to episode two. And the title of this episode is called How to Spot Potential Red Flag Clients. And it follows on really well from episode one, which was how to stop attracting clients who are draining. So the kind of clients who give you anxiety, sleepless nights, eat into your leisure time when you're not working and you're with your loved ones, you know, family or friends. And worst case scenario, the kind of client that if you get in a constant stream of them can really eat into your profit margins, which is not what we want when we're trying to grow a business essentially to help people and a business that also supports us and our families and our life vision. Now, believe it or not, problematic clients do tend to share very similar habits and behavioural traits and tendencies. And I want to keep it quite simple for the podcast and break the potential red flag warning signs down into five different sections. So the first warning sign that you want to look out for is if somebody comes to clinic and they've been to multi-practitioners before you, so the multi-practitioner shopper. And what you might find is when you're going through the consultation and the medical history and asking them questions such as if you had treatment elsewhere and how did that go, you might find that they reel off um, quite a few previous practitioners And what you can find as well is when they're speaking about their their prior experiences, they can be speaking quite negatively. And often the problem that they say they've presented with um, can be unfulfilled. So what you might find here is this is more to do with this individual's person's expectation levels. And it could be an expectation that no matter what, nobody including yourself is going to meet and you know sometimes yeah there can be exceptions to the rule and it can just be a client who has just had bad luck elsewhere but I would say that 90% of the time you want to be treading really cautiously with this kind of client and I want you to remember that you know, we do have marketing strategies when we're running a small service-based business and an aesthetics business, but word of mouth can um, account for a lot as well. So if you've got a client that's potentially going to speak badly and state that, you know, you've not fulfilled their expectations, then it's better to stop this in the tracks before you go down a process of treatment and calls on the back of the treatment or emails where you're just never going to be able to meet this person's expectations. So how do you deal with this kind of client if they do present in clinic and you're having those alarm warning bells? What I would start with is telling this client that you 
can't comment on previous practitioners' work, that you just don't find it professional and you don't know enough about the full picture and that you can only make a summary and a decision based on what you see in your clinic and how you potentially would treat going forward. If you just get that gut feeling that you really are not going to be able to meet this client's expectations as well, then I would try and get out of the situation by saying I don't feel I can treat this problem effectively and I wouldn't want to take your money and for you to be disappointed going forward and just be completely honest so you don't have to kind of say oh you've been elsewhere and they've not fulfilled your needs just make you know a brief statement that you really can't comment on anybody else's work or where they've been before but looking at what you're presenting with I don't feel I'm the practitioner for you and that I could potentially solve this problem Um, and I wouldn't want to take your money and be disappointed. Next, we want to be really cautious of the completely priced, focused potential client. So yeah, obviously price is a factor for everybody and people do need to budget and they do need to know um, what treatments are going to cost. But if the first question that somebody asks you is, what is the price? Or worse, they try to barter you on your prices or ask for group discounts. This kind of client is a big, big, big potential red flag because what it's suggesting is that price is at the forefront of their mind. So they're not interested in your experience or knowing more about the procedure itself that they're interested in or knowing more about what potential treatments are out there to solve this particular problem. If it's purely first question, whether it's by message or um, email is about price, then just tread really, really cautiously because what you want for yourself is to build loyal clientele. And with the completely priced focused individuals and the price shoppers is they will never be loyal to you. So their goal is to just hop from one cheap deal to the next cheap deal because price is the most important thing to them. And if you value the service that you run, um, you value your knowledge, your expertise and your goal is to grow repeat loyal clients then you really don't want to be focusing on the price price shoppers of course you want to be discussing the price once you've gone through the consultation process and you want to be giving your client time to digest all the information and pricing and then they can come back to you with a fully informed decision if they want to go ahead but if the first and only question is what is the price then big red flag and just tread really, really carefully. And the next red flag is if somebody comes to you in complete crisis. So it could be somebody that's struggling with a recent divorce, you know, a recent breakup or a recent bereavement and they are just looking for something to quickly um, solve this problem and, and solve what's going on to make them feel better. Now, I'm definitely not saying don't ever treat anybody that's gone through bereavement or that's going through a divorce or separation. But the key is just using your 
inner instinct and inner judgment. So if you feel that, you know, during the consultation, the potential client is quite teary, they're not thinking quite clearly, then I would tread with real caution. And what I would do is during the consultation process, I would give them obviously the information. So the risks versus the benefits of the procedure that they're about to undertake. And I would also give them a full price breakdown and I would be really, really, really careful on setting their expectations. And you're always better with whatever consultation you're doing just to set their expectations a little bit lower and then anything else that you achieve during um, and after the treatment is a, a real bonus for, for them and for you. So give them everything that they need, treatment info, risk-free benefits, pricing info, expectation info and then I would give this kind of client a real good cooling off period and I would phrase it really nicely. I would just explain that this is normal process um, on how you carry out consultations um, and treatments in your clinic. Give them a good two weeks so that they can go away and make a fully informed um, decision. And then, you know, in two weeks time, when they come back to you, they've had a real good time to think about it and they're definitely serious about proceeding with the treatment. What can happen is if you don't give this cooling off period and it's somebody in crisis, they can be doing things quite impulsively and they can often regret um, the decision that they've made. And this could again come back to bite you by them either being unhappy with the treatment that they've had or asking for a price refund, which again is going to eat into your profit and it's not going to do your confidence levels any good either. So crisis client, all the info and a good two week, two to three week cooling off period before they come back to avoid any potential pitfalls. And... I want to discuss lastly with you another red flag, which is the body dysmorphic client. Now, this is quite lengthy and I could do several podcasts alone on this. But what you might find the way that this kind of client presents in your clinic could be that when you're doing the consultation process, they could be pointing out kind of multiple perceived flaws and imperfections that you can't see. So I know that our imperfections are unique to us and often things seem bigger to us than what they do to somebody else. But if it's multiple problems and you're really, really struggling to see, again, this could be a big red flag for you because it could be someone who's very, very um, self-obsessed and suffers with perfectionism. And again, you need to really kind of manage this kind of client's expectations because often the expectations of this kind of client will be very very high and you may not be able to meet what they need and what they want so again everybody thinks body dysmorphia is going to be the kind of client that comes into the clinic looking really overdone because they've been elsewhere but I would say in aesthetics it can be um, the opposite way. So it can be that they're pointing out things that don't really exist. 
Of course, we do have the kind of um, client in aesthetics that can present looking really, really overdone, like they've had a lot of work done elsewhere. And what may be happening here is they might have been somewhere in the past to another practitioner and it could have got to a point where the other practitioner just doesn't want to go ahead with any more treatment. Always remember it's your name that is put to somebody's face and if this client looks really overdone you've got to think do I really want to put my name to this because often it's not an external physical thing that's going on it's much much deeper than that and this kind of client can often be looking for treatments to solve a much much deeper issue which again no matter what you do you're not going to be able to solve this issue so you always in aesthetics are relying on somebody being honest with you we don't have access to gp notes and things like that so what also could be a potential red flag is if this client is very overdone and you ask them when the last treatment was you might not get an honest response and you don't want to be going over somebody else's work because if you're going over somebody else's treatment thinking well it's been 12 months and this is what the client said you could you know, be taking on somebody else's problem. So if somebody else has recently gone in, say, with a dermal filler and problems start happening like lumps or bumps, what was potentially somebody else's problem then becomes yours. So just be really, really careful on somebody that's pointing out multiple perceived flaws that are really hard to detect with a human eye or somebody that is very, very overdone. Because again, both ends of the spectrum will eat into your inner peace, your anxiety and your profit levels. Because you might have to feel that you're trying to meet an expectation and using more product when they return and they're unsatisfied. So it's better just to stop this problem before it starts. Now, what I don't want to do in these first two episodes is instill you with fear. I don't want you to think that every client that comes through the door is a potential problematic client, a draining client or a red flag client. But I did want to discuss this with you when I first kind of kicked off this podcast straight away because it only takes a couple of these kind of clients for you to really kind of go down the wrong path. So if you're struggling with just a couple of these you're going to choke your business. You're not going to want to expand it any further because you're going to be scared of attracting more of the same. Your profit margins are going to be low. So you're going to start thinking, well, what's the point? You're not going to want to market. So if you can stop this in its tracks, so you really want to know who your ideal client is, how to spot these potential red flag clients. And if you know who your ideal client is, going back to episode one, then the chances of getting this kind of client through the door are a lot slimmer. But sometimes, you know, you, you've got the best intentions and people do slip through the net. So if you've kind of got these um, 
red flags in the back of your mind and you can spot them straight away and you can politely find a way to not treat this kind of client, then you're going to save yourself a whole lot of headache and you can really focus your attention on those clients that you want to serve from a place of love and care and really kind of grow your business then with ease and with joy and not through the eyes of fear. So this is why I wanted to cover draining clients, high maintenance clients and red flag clients first and foremost and then we can concentrate on all the good stuff. And lastly, what I do want to say is if you do come across this kind of red flag client and you've made your excuses not to treat them, please don't try and make your excuses by pointing them to another practitioner or a local competitor because that's really just not ethical and it's just not fair. And we all deal with the same fears, the same insecurities, the same feelings when we're growing our business. And I'm a great believer in you get back what you give. So never ever send a problem client to somebody else. I would just politely make your excuses that you don't feel you can fulfill their expectations and you wouldn't want to take their money. And then it's up to that client when they leave to do their own research and decide where they go next. So I hope you found this episode really useful and you got some real takeaways in there that you can take away and think and reflect on. And don't forget, you can always refer to my website, which is www.timelesstraining.co.uk. And thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Excel with Ease podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode and discovered some useful takeaways. Please rate, review and hit subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And as always, pass to a friend who you think will find the content super useful. Thank you.